Hello and welcome everybody. This is Wildstorm Addiction, episode 47 for June 2013. I'm Ben Murphy. And I'm Joe David Solis. And this month we will be discussing Stormwatch number 20, Ravagers number 12, and Team 7 number 8. Both of those are final issues. Boo. As well as some other Wildstorm appearances in the DCU 52. want to remind everybody that we do spoil these comics however i take forever to edit and i have a little child so you'll probably listen to this about a month after they were on the shelves always gotta pull the baby card that's right (laughs) (laughs) i could say that now that it's warm i'm out bailing hay (laughs) on the farm i don't know with the baby strapped to your chest yes (laughs) we'll go with that (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, right. uh, why don't you let the fine folks know who else is laughing here with us? That's right. <laughs> so we do want to uh, let you know that this month on our Friends of the Wildstorm series, uh, where we bring on a lifelong or recently converted fan, however this one is not recent, of the Wildstorm universe, uh, we have Titanthrope, who is a regular at Clark's Bar and one of the last diehard Wildstorm fans next to Joe, <laughs> myself, and Chris Stryker, honestly. One of um, the last. <laughs> it's true. Um, Titan, uh, maybe give us a quick background of when and why you started your Wildstorm addiction. Cool. So, yeah, when I was way young, just a, just a little kid, I was uh, really into art. And I got into comic books, and I I really started liking Jim Lee's X Men, and uh, I used to follow those little newspapers, those comic book sh- shop news stuff that would be freebies, and they they were I started getting word of uh, a book coming out called Wildcats, and I was thinking this was going to be like cats, like something like Thundercats, oh. but uh, yeah, so. So it wasn't, but but I followed Jim Lee from from X Men to Wildcats and was way into all that image stuff. And but but by far my favorite characters were the Wildcats, and not just because of Jim Lee, because when he left, they continued to be my favorite. And uh, and among those, my my favorite character would be, um, you know, Maul, given the name I often go by online, Titan Titan Throat. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So I mean, I've just been I've just been addicted to this 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 universe. Yeah, and and quick fun fact: uh, uh, Titan and I have actually met in person before. We met at uh, San Diego Comic Con 2010. That's where I met him for the first time and Chris Stryker for the first time. Yeah. So, so uh, between you, Ben, and Chris Stryker, all the diehard Wallstorm fans I've met at least <laughs> once. So, <laughs> all four of us. <laughs> No, 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 no. Don't downplay anybody else at the bar. I mean, there are some people that love Wildstorm on there that are like, hey, guys, what about me? Well, we're just saying, look at those numbers that are declining every month. And, you know, are you guys uh, bending over all your friends' ears and saying, hey, read this stuff. It's cool. Like we are? I don't know. know. Are you on this podcast helping us out? You know? (laughs) 
I'm just yeah, kidding. And after you, after you, <laughs> so after they hear the next bit of news, yeah, they're yeah. going to be even more disappointed. <laughs> yeah. well, you know, you know, talking about running into people, um, with I the car? was, Jeez. I was hanging in, I was hanging out with uh, Crystal Gage on Free Comic Book Day. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, so tell I've us met, about that. I've, I've met, I've met him, I've met him a couple times, uh, quite a few times actually. Um, once in Vegas, once at a, a con local to LA and uh, San Diego, and now I I think I've seen him more than one signing, like on a small scale, at comic shops. And uh, I reminded him about how cool he was to us at the bar, and uh, he had he had already forgotten that he had given us a bunch of freebies and stuff that we've given away as uh, you know like. You remember, 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 Chris used to do like, uh, what do you call them, contests and stuff. Yeah, he yeah. Was, yeah. A lot of those giveaways came from Christos. So, yeah, anyways, true. that guy's super cool, man. And a uh, little plug for him, he's got his Absolution starting again. Oh, you mean his personal Midnighter one? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Midnighter. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. Well, your origin story, so to speak, is pretty similar to mine and i think anybody else that is in a wild storm that you know is around our age bracket and came yeah. into comics around that time the early 90s pretty much has a similar story and i think we are the remaining wild storm <laughs> addicted <laughs> <laughs> let's uh move on because there really is no news this month uh there was one little blurb that came in right at the end as always but uh, really, we just wanted to let all of uh, the few remaining that still listen to us know that we, Joe and I, um, have decided to take the summer off. Um, you know, we're going to go into hibernation during the summer instead of the winter. <laughs> um, now that there's really only going to be one title to, to review, we figured it would be a good time to take a breather. Um, yeah. You know. Stormwatch 23 solicited for August with no final issue tag yet. I um, like that. But I don't know if you guys have been reading. Hopefully it'll turn around. We'll get into it with number 20 when Joe takes yeah. it over. I don't know how much longer that's going to go, everybody. But uh, <laughs> the rumors that uh, this year's uh, new 52 September event will be a uh, Villains Month, and we're thinking, you know, now that there will be a villain taking over the title or every title, um, we're putting our bets on Lobo being on Stormwatch. So we'll see what goes on that. And Joe thinks that that'll be the final issue, honestly. But it hasn't been solicited yet, so we'll see. However, we did just hear um, on Bleeding Cool yesterday, it actually wasn't, it's basically a rumor, but um, they're thinking that Max Faraday may pop up, you know, um, because they they trademarked that name. No, no, no. It was it was divine right. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Divine right. They trademarked. So, but the interesting mi- thing is, it was specific to digital. Right. So, yeah. who knows what they're doing? Maybe they're putting Max into a video game or <laughs> doing a digital comic. But that would seem odd. I don't know. I've been waiting for them to do something with digital. We shall see. It's it's 
it's not a huge rumor. So I don't think anything will come of that. Joe, any thoughts? Uh, I mean, I, I literally just saw that when I pulled up the show notes today. So I read through it really quick. But, you know, um, I guess it would be cheaper for them to try something new through digital only. So maybe they're tired of wasting paper. <laughs> I don't know. One thing I have noticed about some of those digital books is they do some of the, uh, what do you say, the, it's, it's outside of the New 52 universe. Ah. So, like, people that still like to see Batman and Superman in their traditional outfits can find it in those digital books. Yeah, so, yeah I've seen so, those. So maybe, maybe we could get some, maybe we can start getting, getting some stuff. This guy Titan, he knows the stuff, man. He's on the West Coast. He's, <laughs> he's closer to that scene, that Wildstorm scene, since they're out there. Yeah, yeah, Titan, are you are you held up in the in the old Wildstorm offices? <laughs> you camped out there. <laughs> Hell no, I won't go until they come back. <laughs> Titan and Chris, that's how Chris got got published through that man. He was oh yeah banging on the door, sleeping in the in the gutter underneath. <laughs> All right. Giving giving coffee to Jim. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's go ahead and get started with the first review here, which is uh, Stormwatch number 20. It's released on May the 1st, written by Jim Starlin, with art by Yevel Guchet and cover by Jim Starlin. And this is just the second issue that this new creative team uh, came after coming on last month. We'll just kind of go through these real quick uh, so we can have more time to discuss. But basically, uh, to sum it up, uh, Stormwatch has turned into Star Trek. (laughs) 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 Because, you know, you you got them, you know, teleporting to this alien world and and, uh, because they're supposed to be checking up on, you know, what's going on with the bad guys. And then apparently... After that whole fiasco of Rob Liefeld saying that DC didn't want Lobo with the chains and the leather jacket and all that, it seems like he's coming back to that here. He so, probably did that just to spite him. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? That's true. <laughs> but basically, we found Lobo after uh, partying for the night, and he gets attacked by a bunch of aliens, and we find that the, the collective, I think, is what these guys are called, the ones that look like a, a variation of the monitors or anti-monitors uh, for whatever reason have chosen Lobo to be their um, puppet in this game that they're playing and yeah they spell their name with a K they're hip they're cool <laughs> they're extreme <laughs> that's something Rob Liefeld would do <laughs> uh, face palm dude yeah but um, we get a quick uh, retelling of Lobo's origin and since I'm not familiar with his original origin I'm not sure how much this sticks to or deviates from his original origin but basically just goes over the fate of his race and how their you know genetic manipula- manipulation caused them to to end up killing each other and then and, and, and he set off across the galaxy as an international criminal and so on and so forth and so meanwhile the um, uh the the only member of the of the shadow um, lords that <laughs> seems to be left. I don't know what the other ones are doing. It just seems to be this one that's talking to Storm Control. Um, they're discussing all this, and there's an interesting scene that I wanted to get y'all's opinion about. It's um, 
it's the one where he's talking. Uh, it's a three-panel scene. He says the Shadow Lords would have found more incidents of it having occurred. They're talking about the whole changing uh, the universe thing. And and Storm, Storm Control says it's comforting, I guess. And the next panel, he says, still, I don't like sending my people without the whole story. And the Shadow Lord is missing from that panel. And then he comes back to the next panel. So I don't know if that was a mistake or it was on purpose. It's supposed to show how the time, the timeline's shifting. Just real quick, I'll I'll deviate to y'all to tell me what you think about that. Oh, oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think that was just a mistake? Good question. Because engineer, engineer purposely oh. looks towards storm control, and then she looks back when the when the storm shadow lord is back in the panel. I totally think that was a mistake. I found the panel. I, I think that was a mistake. Oh, okay. Just curious. Uh, it's just, you know, dealing with time what travels. Other, what other thing could... I don't know. Mistake or Easter egg by the creators just to make you go, hmm. <laughs> well, anyway, something to ponder, but... Uh, I basically know the rest... I missed that as I read it for the first time. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the issue is just them basically getting in one big brawl with the local aliens and so you know we get we get some authentic apollo and midnighter moments you know where they're tearing through the security guards and whatnot and so it reminds me of the classic uh, apollo midnighter it's funny to think that they you could consider them classic now i mean the characters are over 10 years old so um but uh but yeah they get into this big brawl and we got a big action scene and and then uh then apparently they um, they they find that there's two factions fighting each other, so so they stop long enough to find out what's going on between the two. And meanwhile, Lobo's still being led around by the collective and talking about how they want to use him to help them. And that's pretty much where the issue ends and leaves me scratching my head why these powerful beings would want somebody <laughs> like Lobo to help them. So right. So you know this issue was nowhere near as as good as the last one and. So I right, that's that's why if, I know we're only we're only two issues into the new team, but you can't lose steam on your second issue, you know. <laughs> so I don't. Um, that doesn't sound good coming from you, but this <laughs> issue isn't as good as the last one, and all the last one was was a setup issue. It was a yeah. reintroduction. It was a reboot. Yeah. So, but but it was a good setup issue. I mean, it was like I an guess. issue one. You know, I mean, everybody got introduced. You could learned everybody's names. You set up the problem. So it was a good first issue. This one, not so much. <laughs> In space. Yeah, exactly. They're just Star Trek. I think even somebody calls them an away team at some point. <laughs> so the name of the issue is away. So. <laughs> nice. I will say that they did start ramping up the violence a little bit more uh, akin yes, to the authority, did. but, however, it's alien violence. It's not actually human violence. <laughs> if you notice, Apollo kicks off an alien's head, and then the weird punches right through the sternum of a alien, the collective, whatever. Good stuff, don't get me wrong. But uh, I, I think I noticed on the board's and this is something that I've noticed over the last month that died died down quite a bit. There's not really much anybody's reading anymore. Uh, kind of like what Joe alluded to. <laughs> not everybody's reading every title. Um, so there's not really that much discussion, but I did notice that this month the discussion really was around Stormwatch and then yeah. the art. 
So I didn't know if you wanted to discuss anything about that Titan. I didn't really get into it, but I didn't mind the issue, but there were some weird things that I noticed. I think I like the issue better than both of you guys. And I, I think the art is pretty good. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I, one thing I think is interesting that's happening with Lobo is they recently did a teaser for Lobo in that new Injustice video game that's been so, so hot. Yeah. And uh, Lobo in that video has dreads. <laughs> so I'm kind of wondering, did the artist on this book know that and pattern it after Injustice or? Oh. Like, which came first? I can't imagine the video game is patterning itself after this. Yeah, because the game's been in development for a while. Because he's uh, never had dreads before, has he? It's always... Uh, kind of. But that was kind of his original look. I think okay. he's just a, a dirtbag, so it, it wouldn't yeah, surprise me that it would result the dreads. Like, if you don't wash your hair that long, it just becomes this big, <laughs> right. matted mass of nasty, so... Okay, well... So maybe, you know, he spent the time or some, some neighborly hobo decided to put some rubber bands around a couple lumps of it, dirt hair. Huh? Who knows? All right. <laughs> I'm trying to justify this. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't mind the issue, but it, it wasn't strong enough that it made me feel that, that Stormwatch has much of a life to it. And that worries me because if this is yeah. the last title that we have to hold on to... I'm scared for it. Yeah. I mean, there was so much potential over the last two years that was squandered, and it bugs me. And I think it bugs all the Wildstorm fans that are still out there. And I think that we're kind of a dying breed. And not that we weren't previously, but there was a chance to reinvigorate us and get new people reinvigorated. And I, I feel like with all of the management issues that were going on, not just on the Wildstorm titles, but abroad for the whole company... And I know that they just had their conference, and hopefully that chucked things up. But if this was the result of that, I'm I'm a little worried for it. That's that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I mean, we'll just have to see. Like I said, we'll when we come back after the summer, we you know we we'll, we we'll, we will at least have up to issue twenty four to discuss. <laughs> but beyond that, we'll see as we see this list that's over the summer. So anyway. Um, Titan, why don't you go ahead and take us to the next issue? I like that you guys gave me Team 7. That was that was nice. <laughs> yeah, I figured you'd enjoy that. <laughs> okay, so Team 7, number 8. It was released on the 8th of May, and it was written by Justin Jordan with art by Jesus Mar- Marino, and it's got a cover by Gary Frank. Did it actually have a cover by Gary Frank? <laughs> <laughs> it said it did. And kind yeah, of it, yeah, he's he signed it, I see it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> That's a good callback. <laughs> well anyways well anyways, thanks for thanks for giving me this title. And the sad thing about this being the final issue is in my opinion, this is this is by far the best wildstorm we've had within the DCU. Mm-hmm. I mean, right from the get-go, this book's been good. I good mean, review, Titan. That's basically it, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. No, I'm just kidding. 
So, so should I give it a brief summary? So true. Yes, please. I was just teasing, okay. but it's so true. It pissed me yeah. Off. <laughs> so, so the end of the last issue, Majestic just throws himself at the ocean floor. Massive freaking tsunamis coming at uh, Gamora, and it's really interesting what they did with uh, with Kazan because before he was all. I mean, he always stood behind like his. Uh, his his super his superheroes or not his superheroes but his superpower beings, but and in those beings he's he's got him here but he's the big gun in in DCU he's the big gun and uh, I like I, you guys talked about in the last one you like his mask yeah it looks good yeah he's all powerful I mean he's standing toe to toe with majestic so anyways big old tsunami's coming and he's got that skull. That uh, has been, there's been buzz around that skull since the beginning of New Fifty Two. Pandora's box. Uh, yeah. So this this tsunami takes out all of Gamora Island except for Kaizen's tower, which they are in battling Kaizen, and uh, they split into two. Uh, Team Seven splits into two. They uh, they they one half runs out trying to get out, and the other is uh, stuck there battling Kaizen. So. They, they, the, the escaping gets to the, uh, to the helicopter piloted by, what's that guy's name again? Oh. Oh, one of the no-namers you mean? Like no. No, 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 he is. He's like the reason for Team 7. Oh, you mean, uh, Steve Trevor. Yeah. There we go, Steve. Oh, okay. Steve yeah, I forgot he came on last issue. <laughs> yeah, 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 they finally got him in there. He's not so a red then, shirt. <laughs> no, no, he's not. He's, not. <laughs> he's had plenty of chances to die. <laughs> yeah, no, he was the, he was the, he was the guy who started saying Team 7 before, before there was Team 7 in the DCU. So then Majestic comes back and, you know, he's overpowered by this box, Pandora's box. He wants to open it. And and basically this box spooks everyone around it. Anybody who gets near this thing, um, they want to open it. So Majestic just throws everyone out of his way and his intention is to open it. But the thing that stops him is Canary's scream. And uh, her scream is intensified by the power of the Team 7 members around her. And it's amplified to the point where the whole dang island blows up. And uh, her, her, her man, Canary's man, is, is missing in action. And a couple others are missing in action. And in the rubble, in the rubble of the island, there's, uh, that, there's that box that still is calling to people. And now the person that picks it up is uh, Lynch. And uh, Amanda, I forget that girl's name, but she's the, uh, yeah, Amanda Waller. She, she, she knocks him, and, uh, and she's smart enough to just kick it, kick that box right into its containment unit. And, uh, and then she throws it up to the helicopter, and they fly away. And... Uh, they can't. They're in the helicopter, but they can't get away because Lynch is grabbing it with his uh, telekinesis, and uh, Waller shoots him in the head. So him and Waller are just stuck in the rubble as the rest fly away, and and it really looks like she shot him in the head. And if you look at that little that that it's it's a it's a large 
it's a large image, but if you if you look in close to his head, like it's splatter. And it reminded me of uh so this is you remind me of a couple of things. Once him getting shot or one him getting shot in the head reminded me of when Grifter shot him in the head in the W in the W W S U. And yeah. uh point, and then the other point, thing point. that Yeah, exactly. And the other thing that I thought was really interesting was how Team 7 in WSU was uh, thrown a nuke, and they were about to all explode. And, uh, and the way they, they survived that is they held hands, and they, I think they often referred to their powers as mojo. Yes. And they were, yeah. they were always stronger together. They all, they all retained their powers individually, but they were significantly more powerful when they're around each other and they even like held hands and stuff. So that happened in this issue and they, uh, they held hands with Canary (laughs) and that's, and that's what gave her the ability to, um, take out Majestic and Kaizen and the whole dang rest of the Island. And, uh, the end it's, and it it ends with the end of team seven for now. Uh, you know, I just got to say, if if that was the the power was getting a circle holding hands, you know, I would definitely be there holding Light Canary's hand. I'm just saying. So, would <laughs> <laughs> be like bumping Cole Cash out. Hey, man, let me. Yeah. In. Yeah. I'd be like, well, you know, your husband just died. I'm so sorry for your loss. <laughs> Great review, Titan. That was awesome, man. You had me smiling so much because I was like, dude, they they called back the mojo from 1994 like they all banded together i was like i know that is huge like seriously if i met justin jordan at a a con like i would just run up to him give him a huge hug because (laughs) the guy knew his history like he went back and read it not that there was a whole lot that he had to read but clearly he pulled everything and like seven eight issues awesome do you guys remember his early do you guys remember his early um, interviews before the book came out? Mm-hmm. He was yeah. totally... He had me sold that he was going to make this a Wildstorm book. And it is. It totally is. The one thing that was a little bit of a downer was that he was hand. I mean, we've all said it, but he was handed that um, Black Diamond story, which was good, but wasn't as good as the rest of the Wildstorm stuff. Sure. Well, now he's DC's new up-and-coming golden boy, so he's got to do other things, I guess. He's done good here, and he did good on Deathblow. Yeah. Or Deathstroke. Yeah. Honestly, both of those. Awesome. Crap, now it's up to me to do a good job, and I don't... (laughs) So, yeah, thanks again for giving me the easy one. Uh, up next, Ravagers number twelve, released on May eighth, written by Mike and Michael Allen Nelson and Tony Bedard, with art by Diogen. Oh man, Joe Diogenes. Thank you, Neves, and cover by yep. Ken Ken Lashley. Mm, that's a nice, nice English sounding name there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness me. Oh, well, listeners, this is our last issue of Ravagers here. So, basically, we pick right back up on Niles Calder's uh, safe house here in L.A. And, you know, he's dead, so 
We're just at his place, and Deathstroke is still just running through the Ravagers, and he's killed many people so far. I guess I should have read, wrote down a body count before I started this, but um, who did we go through? Ridge, uh, Niles, Niles, oh, Lightning came back. Oh my God! Warblades <laughs> had got lopped off in the last issue. Is that it? Just those three? I think so. So far. All right. Well, let's let's continue. The man who killed the Ravagers. <laughs> oh, look at that. Second page. Thunder. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, wait. We didn't even get off the second page. Lightning. Sayonara. <laughs> he even did it in order. He killed Thunder first and then Lightning. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> she made it back for a whole issue, I think. Issue and a half, maybe? Yeah, something like that. I, I should have done a panel count to see how many how many she made it in. What was the what was the point of bringing her back just so she could be killed again? That's awesome. Good call. <laughs> All right, who's up next? Tara and Beast Boy. All right. Uh, this this might take a little while longer. <laughs> oh, Beast Boy survives. Tara. Yeah, I doesn't. know. Yeah, Tara, Tara doesn't make it much longer than two more pages. Oh, this is not good. Beast Boy is ticked. He's, he already has tears in his eyes. He just professed his love to her in their, oh, what was it, their PJs last issue. <laughs> <laughs> that was so heartwarming. Well, when, when else are you going to profess your love to the girl if, you're not, if not in your PJs? Uh, but you <laughs> know that how you propose to your wife? <laughs> not quite. Thanks, thanks though. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Beast Boy... Turns into a werewolfish thing, I guess. And uh, he scrapes off uh, Deathstroke's mask. Yeah, he did. Yeah, man, he almost needed a second eye patch there. And he's got some harsh words for him. We'll just say he uses a naughty word. He calls him the B word. And then he calls him a dead man. <laughs> These teen books, there's so much angst in them. <laughs> And then Deathstroke's like, man, you're not even such a waste of dead space or waste of space because you can actually, like, beat me up and stuff. I don't know, I don't know why I'm talking like this. Anyways, let's, let's move on. Um, moving on to the clone chamber. As we were last time, if you guys didn't notice, um, yeah, Caitlin's a clone. She was in the Wildstorm universe way back in the day a couple times. But anyways, yeah, so we're back here. Sorry, that was, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> so these, these girls get along so well here. Yeah, they uh-huh. do. And they're, they're just, you know, buddies again. And then they decide, no, no, they're not actually. And they have to fight each other. And so they're going after each other. And then, oh, crap. She lets out all of the stupid clones. So now Caitlyn has to fight all of herself, and that's crazy, because they're like zombie versions of Caitlyn, which, I'm not going to lie, they're still hot. (laughs) Even when they're falling apart like that. (laughs) Yeah, boils and rotting flesh and half-grown, yeah, anyways. (laughs) Deathstroke and (laughs) and Beast Boy. It's bad. There's things happening. They're fighting. Oh, then he's a rhino. <laughs> no, a triceratops. Oh, thanks. 
Well, thanks, paleontologist boy, Joe. <laughs> Put that on your LinkedIn profile. I'll be sure to do that. <laughs> Guess what? If you're a teen that can shapeshift, learn from somebody and control the rage, control the hormones, because you're likely to cause some sort of collapse or, or you know, something like that, because that's what happens. And, you know, the rubble will fall on you, and you get squished, and it hurts. So, he's not dead, but he transformed back into his normal self. He's all scratched up and banged up, and there's nobody there to help lick those wounds. Anyways, Deathstroke uh, was like, thanks for the, the good uh, stretch. Picks up his fancy sword thanks to Harvest, and uh, his mask, and he moves on. And he moves right into his uh, his daughter and Caitlyn, well, really, Caitlyn fighting his zombie self and moves on. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't want to have any part of that. <laughs> but what he does find is his daughter, and what does he do? He kills his daughter. What? That's crazy. Why would he kill Rose, right? Wouldn't really kill Rose, oh, would he? She was acting up. Hmm. <laughs> That's weird. Anyways, we go back to Caitlin. It's called this Tough is, Love. Yeah, right. This is a really terrible review, everybody, by the way, but I'm having fun. So <laughs> Yes, you are. <laughs> since it's our last one of the summer, or forever, or who knows, <laughs> deal with it. And no, I'm not cutting this out. <laughs> and I only had one beer and that was a while ago <laughs> I knew alcohol was involved in this it was, it I was, was waiting for you to confess <laughs> it was hours ago and that's because I mowed the lawn so <laughs> suck it 152 people <laughs> yeah well, we, know who we, you are. we bump up after that when image addiction posts so. yeah, no, they don't really <laughs> listen though it just gets downloaded, downloaded automatically they skip it <laughs> <laughs> I have never gotten an email from anybody from Image Addiction that says, hey, I bumped, I ran into, you know, this crap because it was mixed in the feed and it's pretty good and I listened to it anyway. Thanks, guys. You guys rock. <laughs> Not once. I, I hide those emails from me. That's why. Oh, uh, so. Sure, 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 sure. No love. That's all I'm saying. No love. I did this for me. This podcast was for me. <laughs> so, Caitlin. Punches through her last, looks at the green goo. Oh, wait, there's about 20 around her. I lied. Uh, and then she goes and does a little Highlander thing, and she's like, there, there's only one me. This is me. Anyways. <laughs> I'm the only me. Uh, <laughs> and Deathstroke's like, easy. Take it easy. They're all dead. It's all right. It's all right. I killed the real Caitlin Fairchild a while ago. At least what was left of her. Asterix, Team 7. Thank you, editors. In case, <laughs> case nobody caught that. Yeah. that. That was the real Caitlin way back in the day, five years ago. This is really a clone. She really is a clone. Okay. <laughs> anybody didn't read Voodoo, how cloning works. Okay. Go watch yeah. a movie about cloning. Yeah, I, I've put in my review all the Wildstorm characters either end up being clones now or they end up in space. So, <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you have to understand what a clone is, go watch Multiplicity. It's good cloning movie. Multiplicity. <laughs> wow. God. <laughs> I think you just dated yourself with that movie. 
It's a classic. <laughs> it has Batman it's very scientific. It. Very scientific. He was Batman, all right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he can do no wrong. Anyways. Deathstroke puts her out of her misery because he can't really have any friends, so he kills Caitlin. It's basically Deathstroke, he kills the Ravagers. Does the- did he? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Here we are, later at the colony. I wish there was like a cool intro music. At least there is in my head whenever they do these interstitials. Oh, we all. Later at the colony, it's like the Sex in the City like interstitials. Did you really just make a stronghold. Sex in the City reference? I did. And you, you know what, Joe? If you would go back and you would listen to all the Wildstorm Addiction episodes, it's actually not the first time know, I've made a Sex in the City <laughs> reference. I think it was the first time I've called you out on it. I've watched them all. I admit it. My wife loved it. It was good stuff. Anyway, <laughs> Deathstroke checks back in, throws down the fancy sword that Harvest gave him, and basically says, thanks for returning my fancy fancy sword teleportation device. What? He didn't kill everybody? He just got them to send them all back to Harvest? Wow. Those hero clicks are going to come in handy when all these characters start coming back, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for mine. Destro got his girl back. Oh, that's so heartwarming. <laughs> heartwarming and anyway, heart-wrenching. Both. <laughs> because Harvest got his girl back, too, with Caitlin. I guess I kind of missed the end here. So, we skip over to Los Angeles. You guys are going to have to help me out with this. They all, they, they freeze them all. I know, but I don't know how this ends, because Beast Boy is right there. And I don't, oh, what that for whatever Beast reason. Boy, Beast, Boy was, Beast Boy needed to be left in the rubble, because that's where the plot point needed him to be for the beginning of the Teen, Teen Titans book. Of the, right. Because, I mean, the idea, yeah. the idea that... Uh, Deathstroke would leave, like, look down, you know, 20 feet down at Beast Boy and think, oh, he's dead, I don't need to bother climbing down there and teleport him down to wherever we decided that place was called. The colony. The colony. Like, he just just left him there. Yeah, right. Uh, He must have not been, he was optional on Harvest List, I guess. Okay, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he had a priority list. Okay. That Harvest gave him. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I mean, it's easy to find holes in a story, but that's a pretty big one. Deathstroke just said he was dead and just left him there. Right. Well, Ravagers also gets the same tag that Team 7 did, which was the end for now? Yeah. Question mark. So, I, I know that it was a nice, pretty way to wrap up the title without actually killing a single character. So they could all be reused. And Harvest is cool. So maybe they'll pop up somewhere. Yeah, we finally got his origin. Where did wait, where did we get his origin? <laughs> it's in Superboy uh annual. Oh. Huh. Superboy Just annual that. isn't even really about Superboy, it's about Harvest. <laughs> How did we miss that, Joe? We are not. <laughs> this is why we're taking a hiatus. 
<laughs> we are not the fanboys we thought we were. Look at this. The funny Scream- thing about Harvest, from the first time I saw his design, I thought he looked as if that villain from The Authority, is it Zed or Ned or something? Zed, yeah. Yeah, Zed so. and Nemesis had a baby. <laughs> his mask just looks like Zed, and, and his suit has always been that red glowing on black, which has been Nemesis's uh, design from day one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know if I'm going to check that out. But I think I remember, now that you said I think I remember you talking about it. But Thanks for but, the tip. Uh, we suck. We didn't call that out. I, <laughs> I actually might go get that. That sounds cool to me. But It's on- kind of yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of funny where they're leaving all these Wildstorm characters. They're they're literally putting them away on ice. It's yeah, majestic, <laughs> majestic. All these guys. I mean, they're 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 just wrapping them up, waiting for like, you know, hopefully someday some writer is going to find use for these guys. Yeah, I actually didn't mind how Ravagers ended. Uh, I didn't feel like the title as a whole started out very strong. Same as Team Seven. But I thought it ended very, very strong because by the time this title came to an ending, DC got all their ducks in a row. They let the creators talk to one another and they flowed together. And the last four issues were great. And the way they put our our Team 7 writer on Deathstroke as well Mm -hmm. really allowed for that story to be handled with justice. It was excellent. It really was. I thought I was really sad about Ravagers because from the beginning I was ex- super excited because they kept dropping that number 13 and some of those hints about the Wildstorm universe. And that was all laid by, um, oh, shoot, what's that guy's name? He's a pretty big Scott, shot for DC. Scott Lockdown. Yeah, 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 that's right. And he used to write lots of stuff for Wildstorm. Mm-hmm. Gen 13. So from the beginning, he even even before Ravagers came out, they were dropping all that those hints towards the thirteen, and and uh, they never did it. They yeah, never they never followed through with any of that. Yeah, and we knew that Warblade was going to be put in there, and we got the tease with uh, Grunge pretty quickly. Right. So yeah, it, it, and. Out of the one character that got pulled into the new 52 that was completely different from their Wildstorm version was Warblade, and I did not mind his character change at all. I thought the age change was cool to the title and appropriate, and I thought his um, his bend towards the villain side was totally cool too, and I thought it worked. I liked it. I think Ravagers was the best in that small town story. Yeah, that was a great little arc. That thing was like a horror movie, man. It was awesome. Yeah, well, that's when Michael Allen Nelson was actually writing it. That's why. Right, and that's <laughs> and when then, and that's when Warblade really got good. Any last thoughts, Joe? Nope. Come I'm on, ready man. for I'm ready for the highest, man. I I, I seriously <laughs> am just tired. I, I honestly am. I just. <laughs> Uh, it really was a struggle for me to do the re- the written reviews for for the titles this month because I was just like so. Uh, I know, man. I, know. I don't know. We'll, I'm just we'll, tired. We'll wrap that up uh, at the end. I know yeah. you are a busy, busy boy. <laughs> 
So, um, so the other sightings we had uh, this month was uh, back in April the 24th, we had All-Star Western number 19, which had another Stormwatch backup for the 19th century Stormwatch. And this one focused on the, um, the Master Gunfighter character. And basically in this issue, it's him versus werewolves. So uh, <laughs> it was... Uh, Those werewolves was... are chatty, let me tell you. They shut <laughs> up. It was like yeah. eight pages of just blah, blah, blah. How's your day? What's going on? What did you do last week? Hey, did you see the latest Star Trek movie? I was like, gosh, werewolves, <laughs> shut up. Yeah, but he makes short work of them and shows why he's called the Master Gunfighter. And then we pretty much have each of these are ending with, you know, Adam uh, Adam 1 showing up and recruiting each character. And uh, so far, I haven't been as impressed with these last two as I was the first one with Jenny um, Freedom. So, and then plus with the whole, you know, re- reboot or whatever with the regular Stormwatch title, it's the argument is now, well, did this ever happen now that Adam 1 is dead? Right. So... Uh, so that also kind of just <laughs> talking about why I'm tired of all this. <laughs> That's part of it. What's the point of all this recruitment each yeah. month? If you know. so, but according to the solicits, <laughs> awful. It'd be, it'd be welcome to our life, a Titan, <laughs> as as the leaders of this podcast. Right. Um, According to the solicits, it appears that this backup concludes in July's number 22 because the August solicit had a new backup starting. So it'll be a six-parter when it's done. And who knows if and when or where it'll be traded and what significance it would even have if it was. So, <laughs> um, But also the final issue of Deathstroke, uh, which number 20, came out on May the 8th. And it has John Lynch and Majestic and uh, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but basically it's uh, the destruction of Deathstroke, the rest of his family, <laughs> yeah. with his son Jericho betraying him and uh, using Majestic to try to kill his father and with the hopes that it would make his life and his brother and sister's life better and mother's life better. But of course, in the midst of all this, mother gets killed, brother, sister get killed. Like, no, well, Rose survives, that's right. But um, it's just this big wrap-up, and like Titan mentioned earlier at the very end, they uh, Lynch is presumed dead again, even though because this happens in modern day, we already found out that he was not dead from the Team 7 incident. And um, so after they have an epic battle against Majestic, and with only Deathstroke uh, still standing and Rose uh, surviving, uh, they... Come and collect. Argus comes and collects uh, Majestic and put him on ice. And like you said, they just are going to leave him there until they can figure out what to do with him. Because Deathstroke, even though they basically this ending this title, I saw in the solicits he's going to show up in that uh, the Green Team, the Teen Trillionaires book. Right. Which I don't know why they love have Deathstroke fighting teens all the time, but yeah, that's it. Uh, seems like a strange fit. <laughs> so easy pickings. Yeah. Um, also, in June the 5th, we have the next issue of Stormwatch, which is uh, number 21. And just to let everybody know for the summer, the subsequent issues are usually scheduled for the first Wednesday of each month. So pick them all up and join us in the summer to discuss, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully around September, like I said. We'll see if they do Villain Month. If they do, it should make that much more interesting. And uh, I believe that will be issue number, or the sixth issue that this team has done, so that should constitute a trade at that point. 
So uh, can can I discuss Deathstroke really quick? Sure. Uh, you know, just like the other two titles that ended this month, uh, Team Seven and Ravagers, Deathstroke ended so much better than it had started. Seriously, it was strong. Very strong. Now, I don't know if you heard in the news or saw the blurb that went out this past week about he who shall not be named, but, you know, it's got to be said that I will not be supporting that Kickstarter, and I can oh. not <laughs> imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? <laughs> you don't want a new brigade title? <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. Dude, okay. You know, uh, you know that Chris, the Chris Parton, and uh, and the guys at Image Addiction are going to support that, right? <laughs> well, they have to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure Chris Parton legitimately wants to support it. Uh, you know, he's our podcast father, and we have to respect him. But mm. you know, <laughs> you don't always agree with your parents. <laughs> I just, I, you know, certain artists you see get better the more they do work. Some, I guess. Most, most get better. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, what is that? Ten thousand hours thing? Eh. Go yeah. for a hundred thousand, bro. Maybe you'll get there. <laughs> All right, I digress. But he boasts. He he boasts in that. I mean, those I... videos he's he's recorded where he's drawing while driving. Oh wow! Yeah, because that's not dangerous at all. <laughs> 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 That'll be the next campaign for like yeah. some tablet that has some <laughs> some like <Right>. Cintiq tablet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, remember you can get all these books uh, either digitally through DC Comics website or Comicsology dot com. The day of date of our Wednesday. This is where I am turning a lot of my comic collecting to nowadays, and falling in love with it. And um, also, some quick shout-outs. Remember to visit the Higher Authorities message board, Clark's Bar, to continue the Wildstorm integration discussion, even though there's not much left to discuss, <laughs> with other fans like us who are holding on by uh, our fingernails uh, at theauthority.ws. Um, also, check out our friends of the show who we just mentioned, the Image Addiction Podcast, as they cover new releases from Image Comics. And they actually have books to cover, <laughs> unlike <laughs> us. <laughs> and, uh, and the Savage Fin cast. Okay, the Savage Fin cast is the one that we shouldn't. We they they have every right to give us a hard time because they only cover Savage Dragon. <laughs> right. And they've only they've always only covered Savage Dragon. So technically, we have no excuse. But uh, it's time for a break. <laughs> yeah, and you know what, Valiant. They stuck to it whenever there wasn't even a company around anymore. Oh, only the value, yes. <laughs> Seriously, those guys are hardcore. Yes, they are, and they're awesome guys. Um, but yeah, you can find all the, the coverage uh, for those two podcasts at imageaddiction.net. Um, and speaking of our friends at Valiant, I yeah, get twice the Valiant coverage now with our friends of the show from Only the Valiant podcast at onlythevaliant.com, who they just surpassed issue, uh, episode 100. I think they're like on 103 now. And um, and also our friends at culturalwormhole.com and the Valiant Future podcast, where I have been co-hosting for a while. I missed this last one because of Mother's Day, but uh, I'll be back next month. And um, other than that, why don't you tell the people to contact us <laughs> on vacation because I'm going to be, you know... We're, we're totally going to be on a beach somewhere. 
with margaritas, <laughs> and I, I'll guess I'll have my phone with me if I want to contact me. I'll, I'll answer the email. So, <laughs> what's the point? I don't think I've ever gotten anybody to contact me. So, it's so <laughs> there sporadic ones. <laughs> Joe is Twitter.com/slash Joe David Solis. You can look me up on Google Plus. I'm Benjamin Murphy. It's pretty easy. Or I'm on the Clark's Bar Forum. I'm Yo Yo Master. Um, we used to have a really cool wiki, but some jerk took it away from us, so we don't have it anymore. Wow. I thought everything on the internet was forever. Well, it's on the Wayback Machine, but man, that's going to be a pain in the butt to reconstruct. Anyways, uh, twitter.com slash wildstormaddict if you want to contact the show while we're away. Or email us at wildstormaddiction at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook fan page, a Google Plus page. And a Google Plus community page that nobody goes to. It's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) We are also on Stitcher. Listen to us on your iPhone, Android phone, Kindle Fire, and other devices with Stitcher. Find it on in your app store or at Stitcher.com. I should probably log into that since I opened it like many months ago just to see how many people actually listen to us on Stitcher. I've never done that once. (laughs) And here I'm the one complaining. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe we have like a thousand people listening to us on Stitcher. I just don't know about it. Oh, because it doesn't catch it over here with our other no, we, we just never pay attention. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and fail. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And um, yeah, I literally just got back from Dallas Comic Con. That's why, uh, well, obviously the listeners don't know, but uh, Ben and Titan were very patient with me, waiting for me to get back. I literally got here, logged on, and started recording. Yeah. It's not the first time I've done that after a, 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 a convention weekend. But I wanted to let everybody know that uh, the next big convention I'll be at is the big anime convention in Dallas called Acon, which is May 31st through June the 2nd, helping promote my friend's upcoming video game, McKnight Chronicles, which is from Dinosaur Games. They can be found at dinosaurentertainment.com. Uh, we also got greenlit on Steam, so if you have a Steam account, please vote yes for us, and we'll have the link at the show notes uh, so you can check that out. Uh, for Acon, I'll be helping run the Icebreaker panel, which is for newbies to the con. And we'll also be doing a panel called Cosplay Combat, where cosplayers can battle each other using giant D&D dice a friend of mine makes. And uh, Dinosaur Games should have a booth, but I'm sure we'll be carrying the giant sword prop from the game around, so it should be easy to spot us. So so it'll be it'll be a nice, fun convention to, to uh, kick off the summer with. Last thing we want to mention is that uh, our friend Ben here, uh, is having a birthday this month tomorrow actually and so I just want to say happy birthday to you Ben you're happy such a jerk I just scrolled down in the notes and just saw that <laughs> 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 oh you punk are you one of those anti-birthday people no I don't care but I just like don't throw me a party don't give me nothing (laughs) no i am actually quite the opposite like i want a big freaking huge party and i usually throw them for myself because i have no friends (laughs) (laughs) hey man we're just too far away (laughs) if i I could afford to fly out to you i would (laughs) that's cool no flying you know titan and chris striker and whoever else wants to come (laughs) thank you guys i appreciate it All right, well, any, any, I always want to say that. Any last words? <laughs> yes, yes. Joe, Joe Casey. Joe Casey's got two books coming out this coming week. Oh, yeah? Yep. Sex, number three, and uh, Bounce, number one. Is that first one a how-to manual or what? 
<laughs> you know, it re- it reminds me a lot of of 3.0, Wildcats yeah. 3.0. Yeah, it really has that feel. I read the first issue because I got it very, very cheaply on free comic book day. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure eventually Comicology will put it on sale. That's usually when I've been grabbing a lot of stuff. So. Hey, episode 47, everybody. We almost made it to 50. <laughs> <laughs> so close yet so far. Three years into making. <laughs> About to go on the second hiatus, hiatus this podcast has ever done. So. Wow, yeah, it the feels so forced. familiar. <laughs> well... Anyway, we'll be around, guys. You have plenty of ways to get a hold of us. So, and and I'll, I'll I'm pretty sure I'll still be doing the the written reviews. So, uh, there'll there'll still be some content on the site. Cool. So, thank you, Titan Throp. You were an excellent host. Thank you, guys. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Thanks a lot. Have a good summer, everybody. Party. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> And good luck. Good luck to us all. Yeah, be watching the the Twitter feed. We might post a picture of Ben in a speedo for the summer or something. Nice. So, oh yeah. Banana hammock. No problem. <laughs> I'm all about that, man. Pasty white Irish boy. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> Get my freckles popping out. <laughs> and all that. You no. Know, good night, everybody. <laughs> good night.